episode three already mixing and motherfucking mastering and shit. Um, yeah, so I'm really stoked about the first two episodes. It was crazy. I, I've been resisting doing this for so long. And as soon as they went live on iTunes when they were approved, I got really excited about it. Uh, I got some really great feedback so far. So th- if you left a review or, or whatever, thanks for that shit. Continue to do that, please. Um, I'm going to get right into this. This episode's about the business model that I use to build my yoga class, the most popular motherfucking yoga class in the West Side in the morning ever. God damn it. Um, so, yeah, I get into how I structure the business, how I approach the manager and owner about the idea, how I initially promoted it to get members and then just sort of how the whole thing worked. This was the secret sauce and the way that I really built this business and and I was able to do a bunch of really cool stuff with it because of the uh, sort of support and insurance that this model offered. So thanks for listening. Thanks for reviewing if you did already, if you didn't do it and enjoy episode three of Unusually Focused. Later. So my worst nightmare would be showing up to teach a yoga class and not know how much money I'm going to be making or any class really. And, and, or, or not even so much how much I'm going to be making, but I'm going that I'm going to be making at least X number of dollars because the amount of time I spend creating these experiences and, and thinking about them and doing all this stuff, I would be, it would be psychologically diff, like too hard for me if I didn't know that this number was going to be coming in to at least cover costs and all that stuff. Cause I was teaching a 6am class and I would get up at four to do all of my routine stuff and then go to the studio an hour early and set the stage there and do all this stuff and plan it and all, all of the stuff that goes into it. Right. So I needed to know that X number of dollars was going to be coming in just to make it a sustainable business. And then I suppose the other nightmare would be being told that the limit I could make or or it was just like you make 40, 30 bucks to come in and teach a class or 40 bucks to come in and teach a class. Because I I suppose like if it's if it's early on and that's just like the way it is and you got to deal with that. But to be but to know that it's like a ceiling for me, I wouldn't be able to deal with it because I do so much more. I did so much more than the other teachers in terms of getting business and doing all of the marketing and promotion of my stuff. So I believe that the the teacher who is able to get more people into the place should be paid more than the teacher who's just a better teacher because it's not enough to just be a good teacher. You've got to be able to get people to show up. So that was a huge part of it. And I just, I just needed to know that at least X number of dollars and I'll, and I'll talk more about the numbers later on, but um, that it was coming in just so that it could, I could sustain the business. So I had an idea for the way I wanted to structure my yoga class. I had done these sorts of businesses and these models before with myself and also with clients. And I wanted to do it with the yoga class. So in order to ensure that I was going to be making X number of dollars, which again, I'll talk more about in a future episode, but I wanted to create a way where I knew no matter what happened, whether or not people showed up, I was going to be paid this much. And you can't rely on the the whims of other people to determine your paycheck, you know? So, so especially, you know, a a, a yoga class at 6am, it's like, how easy is it for people to wake up? Their alarm goes off. They're like, nah, fuck this shit. Let's go later. You know? So that, that couldn't happen here. And 
One of the things I want to bring up again, because it's just an important thing, is that the idea that I had, it required me, it was a, it was sort of a big ask and it was a little out of the box. So me having done all of these favors and, and, and earned uh, some trust and, and respect and all these from, from the decision makers, the owners and the managers, that was crucial for me being able to get what I wanted from the situation. So, so I think, you know, that's why I say no matter what you're doing learning about some of this marketing stuff is such a cool thing because when you can help someone make money. So one of the best types of people to know if there was a category or a label would be people who own businesses, right? So that's like a great network to have and a great way to build that network and to build relationships with people like that is to, is to help them, to help them before you need help or before you need support or before you want to ask them for something. So when you help someone and you have the abilities to help them with their marketing and business stuff, because no one likes to do any of this shit. Everyone's, everyone feels weird about social media, marketing, et cetera. But when you can do it for them and you can help them make money, you have a friend for life. Okay. So here's the idea. So the class was in a studio that was like an operating studio, right? So they had classes running from 8 a.m. to on some nights, 10 p.m., pretty much all day. There was a little break in the afternoon, but for the most part, the, the studio was running all day. So what I wanted to do was create a membership for my class. So a, a monthly fee that people paid and they can come to as many of only my classes as they want. So it's a little tricky in that I'm operating a business inside of a business, but because the class was at 6 a.m. and it was before the day had started, it sort of it was easier for me to negotiate that because it was sort of like a silo and they didn't have to pay for any like staffing. There was no, there was no uh, risk for them in the beginning. And I, and I and I made sure that was clear when I presented it to them that it was just like, what, what do you got to lose? You know, what I mean, all you got to do is give me a key. Um, and, and there's a cool thing, too. So with a with a monthly membership, it's like people who sign up for those things, they are more likely to stick to it, especially when there's only one thing. And I think being at 6am, like there's a, not only is it was a fun, just class and a workout, but there's sort of like an identity in a, a, a person who wakes up early to do something, to, to go to this like crazy yoga workout class. Right. So I think that the 6am thing lended itself to this membership thing, you know, where someone's actually paying what it would cost to be a member at a full suite of classes in another studio just to be able to come to one class. But that was the idea. So it was kind of like a gym membership in a sense where most of the time when the class was at its peak, when it was really banging in any given class, the majority of the people who had memberships weren't even there. Right. So, um, they would, they would still on average, the, the people who had these memberships, they would come an average of six times per month, which if you think about it in terms of like West LA yoga costs, they got a hell of a deal. Um, but, but that was the idea. So being that it was in the studio that was operating, they had their own class structure and class system where they're like, you could buy a package of classes or a single class or a membership for the whole entire studio or whatever. And so I, I wanted my class to be a part of the schedule, but just kind of run off on its own. So if someone came in that was a member of the studio, which a lot of them did, I, about half of every class was a, a normal 
uh, studio member who had a package of classes. They could use those classes like they would in the studio itself. And in that case, I was paid for that person like per head, just like all the other teachers in the studio. And, that, and that's how that studio ran. It's, you were paid per student in the class and that there was no actual cap. Um, so you could come on a, a, a series. You could come if you had a membership for the whole studio, you could come to my class and I just got paid. But on my side, so with this new offer with a membership, the way it was going to work was if somebody came through my marketing pipeline, right? So if they came in through my advertising or whatever, I would bill them directly for three months to recoup the cost of advertising. And then we split the cost of the pass, which I'll talk about in a moment. So if, but, but which also was an option when, and it happened a couple of times, it's like if someone was already a student at the studio and they wanted to sign up for my class, which in the beginning it was a deal for them if they used it enough. And some people wanted to do that. So if they came in through the market studios pipeline of studio of, of uh, members, then I obviously they would just bill them and then we split the membership fee. Right. So I was able to recoup my marketing costs by billing them directly for a few months and then splitting it or just splitting it straight up if they came through the studio itself. Um, so in the beginning, I charged a, a, a ridiculous deal that I, if now I would have I would change. But it was if they signed up in the first few days of me making this offer. This was at the very end of January as I was about to phase into the beginning of February, when people had to start paying, they could sign up for 49 bucks if they took it in the in the first few days, because I wanted to get just a base of students and a whole bunch of people did take that offer. And, and actually a few of them, uh, only a few kept it until the very end of the class when I shut it down in October of 2017. Um, there was there was people that were paying for that thing that didn't even come. And I would email them all of the time, be like, are you sure? Like, do you want to use this? And they're like, I know, I know I'm coming. But it, one woman straight up said, I just want to be involved in like whatever you're doing. So she kept paying, even though she she wasn't even using it. I think over, you know, for 49 bucks a month, they probably still got their value from it. But it, but it, 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 it's a crazy thing. And that was that was the way that I was able to uh, continue running this thing and, and just keep myself sane because it was it was knowing that every month, however many members there were, and I'll talk about that in another episode, but that number, I was getting paid at least that much. No, even if even if I showed up and no one was there, I was still getting paid, um, which was uh, just for my own psychological health and well-being. That was an important thing. So um, that's how that worked. So it's sort of a weird thing, this whole membership idea. And, you know, I know for a lot of people, if they, if they teach in sort of a, a like a, a, a corporate feeling environment where that doesn't even seem possible, I do think thinking about creating something that is a monthly recurring charge program is just a really good business to be in. So if you have like private clients, um, there are ways to structure a private training or private yoga business in, in that way where they would be paying a monthly charge for maybe X number of sessions, or maybe it's a monthly charge for something that's in addition to the sessions that they're, uh, that they're paying for. So if they have the membership, they can get discounts on sessions or whatever, however that works. Um, maybe you teach, you can teach a small group like offsite. So starting up your own thing, which I, I I'll, I'll say this too. When, when I was a trainer back in the day, I was at one point, 
well, I was, I was teaching, I was training in a gym and then I ended up going to people's homes for a while and then I got busy there. So I started training them in my mom's garage in the suburbs of Chicago. And that shit was cold as fuck in the winter. It was disgusting. It's below zero. And I had people coming from all over to, to train in my, in my parents' garage on a shitty squat rack, like high profile people would drive there was a few people that drove 45 minutes an hour to get there. It was ridiculous. I would heat the garage with one of those like fucking kerosene jet heaters and they, they loved it. And, and the, and the reason I tell you this is because like, if there's all kinds of ways to start things in, in places that may not feel like they're nice enough or whatever. So, um, that might be, I'm j- just as a, as another thing to think about in terms of starting something where there's like a monthly recurring charge, because that is, that is the shit. So if I was going to try this in a studio that's maybe privately owned where there is some flex, but it's still a little bit difficult and maybe even something like if, if it was a an afternoon class or something where you're actually in the middle of the day, I wouldn't just go straight after it. The first thing I would do would be to to obviously, you know, earn favor and help out the owners and people that make decisions. But I would also be doing the same thing for the other teachers in the studio. So I would be trying to earn, become good in everyone's graces. Right. So so like helping them out if I, you know, marketing is always the thing, helping people with their marketing. And if you, if you have a camera taking photos of people doing workshops with them, um, talking about them. I think, uh, you know, another benefit to knowing stuff about marketing is that if you can help the studio itself and you then are making them, this is what, this is what I did basically is that I helped them promote the other teachers, right? So like I made images for them to post on social media and I helped them with emails and all kinds of things where like, it wasn't just about me. It was about all the other teachers because when you do go to start something, this little like silo operation, you know, that that's very disruptive. So the more people that like you, the better there's going to be people that don't like you. And that's just the name of the game, but earning favor and spending time. There's an old book. I I can't Harvey Mackey, I believe dig your well before you're thirsty, right? So uh, earn favor, help people out, be provide value and just be, be awesome for a long time before you start angling for something like this. But I, I, I do believe that you could do it if you can, the, the the less work that the studio needs to do or the business owner needs to do, the better, the more you can make it like just easy found money for them. And the, and the more that everyone who's involved, including the teachers and people who don't make decisions and the more that they like you and support you, the better. So it always comes back to doing a bunch of stuff for people and helping them out up front before you ask them for shit. So that's, that's what I would do if I was going to be attempting this in a uh, in a place where it wasn't, it wasn't easy and it wasn't, it wasn't easy for me either, but I did all these things. I helped them out and, uh, I, I, I set it up and I made it so that they didn't have to do anything. And here we are. So yeah, monthly, the, the burn pass was a monthly membership that people could use to come to just my class and no other class in the studio. It was $49 a month for the first few days. I offered it at the very end of January. The full price was $99 per month. I'll talk about numbers and how many people were there were, had those memberships in a future future episode, but um, it, it, the monthly recurring charge was the magical uh, piece of me building this a full-time income teaching just four yoga classes per week. And the fourth class actually came in when I was 
once the the first few days of the offer ran out for 49 bucks, I was increasing it to 99. And so what I thought I would do would be add a fourth class on Saturday. I kind of assumed that it wouldn't be as busy as the Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, but I thought it would be like just a little bonus piece where people could sort of just justify paying for the membership, even though I figured it wouldn't be as busy. It turned out to be okay, but I was right. Um, but it definitely helped because then in, in this situation, people could say, well, I'm paying for, I'm essentially paying for 16 classes per month, four per week, and I'm paying 99 bucks a month, which comes out to whatever that is, $5 or something per class. Obviously no one ever came to all 16, maybe somebody did, but, um, but it was, it was just a little enticing bonus as sort of, you know, I didn't, lo- I mean, I definitely didn't lose money by teaching it, but it wasn't, it wasn't one of the most profitable uses of time, but it did help me sell more membership. So there's my secret. That was called the burn pass. It was the shit. And I'll get into more details about numbers in a future episode. Cool. So that was episode three. I am uh, experimenting with you know, some more fanciness and trying to play around with some sound design and stuff. So it'll, it, it will get better as I go. And again, if you have already reviewed the show and rated it, I, I really appreciate that. It helps a lot with like the Apple ecosystem um, where when they see things being interacted with, they, they look at it more and maybe feature it or whatever. So that, that helps a lot. So I appreciate that. You can subscribe or whatever the fuck if you want. Um, and if you want to support my shit, if you like my stuff, you can tell people about it. And you could buy some of my products, all of my products, ideally. Um, I, <laughs> they're all fucking cool. Money Moves is the newest one. If you, if you do all of the things that I talk about in this series about uh, social media and email and how to get good at this stuff, even if you want to just help other people with it, Money Moves is that. It's like the, all of the practical skills and tools and things that... I use to um, deliver a shit ton of value to people before I ask them to do something for me, like buy my stuff or give me a 6 a.m. class that I can do whatever the fuck I want. So check out check out Money Moves. But thanks for listening. And um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Later.